You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. At the center of Lawrence Wright's Going Clear, Scientology, Hollywood, and the Prison of Belief is L. Ron Hubbard, who started his life as a writer of pulp fiction, but soon set forth on the path that led him to create Scientology. He had an incorrigible ability to float above the evidence and to extract from his experiences lessons that others would say were irrational or even bizarre. Habitually and perhaps unconsciously, Hubbard would fill this gap between reality and his interpretation of it, with mythology. This was a source of what some call his genius, and others call his insanity. Wright's book covers over 100 years of history and offers a succinct vision of the esoteric world of Scientology. To make the complicated story comprehensible, Wright keeps his focus on two factors. I set out a chronology. It begins in 1911 with Hubbard's birth. But I'll write down significant dates, things that happen in order. The underlying timeline is laid out for me. I highlight scenes that I think will be key in the telling of the story. My theory is that the two vital elements in telling a story in a compelling manner are characters and scenes. If you have great scenes and you have great characters, then you're going to have a great book. When Hubbard wrote the book that became the foundation of Scientology, he believed that he had made a unique scientific discovery. He sent the manuscript off to the American Psychiatric and American Psychological Associations with the idea that they were going to hail him as a new powerful innovator, a kind of new Freud. They looked at this book with absolute puzzlement. It was, to them, psychological folk art. They couldn't make heads or tails of it, and they ridiculed it, and he never forgave the mental health establishment. After that, he set the source of terrorism and plague and wars and famine. It's all the psychiatrists who are behind all this. Rejected by the scientific establishment, Hubbard withdrew and transformed Scientology into a church with punishments for sinners that became absurd and surreal after his death. In 2006, David Miscavige, the current leader, cleared out all the furniture and began to confine his top executives in these double-wide trailers, sleeping on the floor, only allowed out for a shower in the morning, and that's it. You know, they ate table scraps out of buckets, and they spent the day confessing their crimes to each other. One night, Miscavige came down to the hole with a jam box. He said that we're going to play musical chairs, and it went on for hours. Fist fights broke out, chairs were broken, clothes were torn, and what was so striking to me is that they were fighting to stay there. The paranoia within the church was based on its own actions, including the historic Operation Snow White. The idea was that Scientologists would infiltrate branches of the American government, the FBI, the Justice Department, the IRS, Food and Drug Administration, and newspapers such as the Washington Post and the mental health associations and even foreign governments, Germany and other countries. More than 5,000 Scientologists were deployed in this exercise. It was certainly the largest infiltration of the American government by any organization in our history. Lawrence Wright's Going Clear, Scientology, Hollywood, and the Prison of Belief tells an intense story with compelling characters who clearly redefine the notion of larger than life. With time to read, I'm Rick Cleffel. Find out more at agonycolumn.com. 
You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.